Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Your host, Dave DeBow, back at you with our special guest today. Zooming in from Toronto, we've got Nicole Wang. And Nicole is a real estate entrepreneur who is, is getting into the multifamily space. And I love what she's she's got on the horizon. So welcome to the call, Nicole. Nice to see you. Thank you, Dave. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, Nicole, tell us a little bit about your background and what got you into real estate investing in the first place. Wow, sure. <laughs> Happy to share that. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a journey. And um, so I actually started, um, you know, when I first graduated, I wanted to actually be an actress. So I graduated from high school, graduated from college, graduated yeah, from what? From graduate from college, actually. Uh -huh. So I took a job and worked there for two years. And then I decided I'm, I'm going to pursue acting. Nice. And um, yeah, so I actually decided to, you know, work part time at a dance studio to pursue acting. But that was I lasted for about eight months. I was getting paid 200 bucks a month. <laughs> Sorry, 200 bucks. Yeah, a month. And it just wasn't enough to pay, pay for the bill. And then so I decided to went back to finance, which is how I started my career and start pursuing the CFA designation. Uh -huh. And so at that time, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be this analyst working in investment management firm and then, you know, work my way up to be as a portfolio manager. So it was very typical corporate career. Yeah. So I went, you know, just jump right into it and start pursuing my designation. Meanwhile, working at the investment management firm. Um, which I think a lot of, you know, audience might be able to relate the typical corporate nine to five job and, yeah. you know, really work your ass off and putting all these hours. Uh, we're really like, I always very interested in real estate because, you know, have friends and family who are involved in real estate before. Mm -hmm. And then, and then I also like, um, like, I remember when I was um, working in the office, whenever I get off work, I walk around the neighborhood in Toronto, I'd be like, okay this building, I would love to be able to like own a piece of house like that one day. That, that's a, that's a wonderful way. I get it. Most other people probably looked at you kind of strange thinking you're being a little, that was a little bit of a weird way to spend your, your lunch hours, but I think that's a great way to spend your lunch hour. Yeah. So what really actually got me interested was, um, I got laid off from one of my previous jobs because um, pour in a lot of hours, work my ass off, but for whatever reason, you know, politics, whatever, I mm -hmm. didn't last in that company. Yeah. And then, um, and then I was without a job for a few months. And I remember the moments I was hanging out in the library with a bunch of homeless people <laughs> and I was living on like $5 per day, like per meal. And then it was, it was so such a struggle. And I just realized, wow, that's, that's the reality check for me. And I realized I need to take complete ownership of my, of my uh, financial future. Mm -hmm. uh, I will never depend on anyone, anybody or any company to give me, provide me that with that. So I think that's a tipping moment for me to realize that um, working in the nine to five job and depend on that as your sole income is just it's not going it's to harsh. Be, yeah, it's harsh. Yeah. It can be, it can be taken away from you like that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so you kind of been tiptoeing around, looking around real estate. What was your first jump into real estate investing? Yeah. So I remember there was always a bit of a buildup and I, 
I remember I started just looking at houses, drive like walk around or drive around in, in an Uber. And I would like start really like fantasizing about these beautiful houses in Rosedale, in like Forest Hills. Wow, I would love to get one of that. And I start to, you know, just having conversations. And there's one friend I met, um, his name's Jakob. And um, I, I remember the first time we met, we just uh, talked for three hours and we couldn't stop talking about real estate. Mm-hmm. And then, so that was something really got me excited about taking action. And then- So so was he already experienced in real estate investing or was he kind of new as well? He, he actually started just two years before he met me. Okay, and then nice. within three years, he was able to get four properties from, you know, I think four- duplex triplexes within nice. within two years so that was so impressive but again like you know um that was he also started when his market is going up so he yeah. got a definitely a lift you got that. a nice lift there yep mm-hmm. so what was your first deal so my first deal is actually so i didn't buy any property i didn't you know most people started with a condo or a house i didn't buy any property for myself i just went straight to an investment property because I was debating, okay, am I gonna going to spend like 150 grand on like an MBA, another degree, pursue my corporate yeah. career, or just put it into real estate? So right. I bought a property in 2021, mm-hmm. um, closed it in November, and I started doing renovation immediately after closing, and then finished it around. Actually, had a bit of complication in terms of the. The power. They only had uh, electric electricity. What 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 kind of a property was it, Nicole? If you don't mind me asking. What... Yeah, for sure. It's a freehold townhouse, and uh-huh. um, it's uh, in the Danforth region. So it was, it was um, got the optimal structure to be able to convert it into um, a multiplex. And um, yeah, so it was okay. So, so it was a townhouse, and you turned it into what? Multiplex building, like like triplex. Um, a threeplex. All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. That's, that is smart. That's the, the way to do it. And what are your goals with that property? Are you going to hold on to it long-term or what are your plans? Yeah. So there are different multiple strategies. So uh, if I can, I would love to keep holding on to it because it's actually in the corner, uh, in the corner lot. So there mm-hmm. is a potential that could be bought out by like a developer for, you know, building a larger development. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that, that'll be like one strategy just to hold on forever. Yeah. And um, I can also refinance it, just, you know, burr it, burr it and put the money into the next one. Um, another strategy is just like, uh, I can also sell it in a couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now I'm on variable rate. So just to give myself enough flexibility to do these different options. So what, where, where do you think it'll take you? Are you thinking you'll hold on to it or do you think you're going to sell it? We'll see. We'll see. We'll it's see. the market. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So in so that's that's your first deal. You got it done. You got it up and going. There were challenges with that. You said there were some challenges with the power. What happened there? Yeah. So I actually one lesson learned from that experience. So I did a deal, no mentor. I wish I knew someone like you, Dave, when I started getting into real estate. Well, I appreciate that. I don't have any experience doing any conversions in Toronto. So I don't know how helpful I would have been, but thank you. I appreciate that. So one lesson I learned is that just know your core competency. And so for me, um, imagine I can't fix anything. I don't know, like, you know. I like to say I'm as handy as a foot. I'm as handy (laughs) as a foot. So there you go. (laughs) So on the flip side of that is that you're forced to, you know, hiring people or outsourcing that. So delegation is 
it's also another important thing. So yeah, so that was quite challenging for me. It just the, such a steep learning curve, mm-hmm. you know, so many levels of transformation in terms of mindset from, you know, someone never, especially after Gansu the laid off, <laughs> I never had any debt. Like, you know, I was super frugal about spinning and just be very careful about finances. And after bought a property, suddenly I have like almost like 700 grand in debt. And wow. that was a huge mindset uh, shift required from my end. Just like, okay, now I'm going to make this work. And there's no way out of this. Well, that's, yeah. it's kind of like burning your boats a little bit. So I'm guessing, yeah. Nicole, that you must have gotten another job in the meantime or something like that to support yourself and to qualify for the, for the financing for this property. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, throughout the working saved up and also I had a, I have a job that's supporting that. <laughs> I'm paid yeah. for the mortgage and yeah. Well, that's good. Well, hopefully now that you've got it, you've got it, got it sealed up. And if you're going to be renting it out, that the cash flow will at least be carrying the costs of, of holding that property and hopefully generate a little bit of positive cash flow for you. Yeah. So far it's still above the water. So good. well, we'll see how. Yeah. Variable. You never, time. you never know where that's going to go exactly, but uh, yeah. fingers crossed. So, okay. So you got that. <clears throat> that experience during the conversion, you've decided you don't really want to do more of those. You want to get into the multifamily space for and, and raising capital there. Why is that, Nicole? Yeah. So yeah, just through doing the first deal, like as much as I learned and you know benefited from the deal. And um what I realized is just the landlord-tenant relationship laws in mm. Ontario specifically, it's really um, it's not really beneficial for an investor like myself mm-hmm. and also the vision where I want to go. And I just also thinking about scalability. So being a solo entrepreneur in this deal on my own, it's very, it's very challenging, very rewarding. Also that make me realize for the next deal, why don't I partner with someone? Mm-hmm. We can all benefit from the deal and start going after bigger deals faster. Um, so yeah, so I said something really aligned with my long-term goal is that, you know, I'm not afraid to taking on challenges and grow and develop myself Yeah. and something bigger deal, working with others and working together, have a bigger pie, piece of pie and adding more values overall. I think it's just something more attracted to me. Yeah. So you don't get the whole pie, but you get a, a little piece of a much, much, much bigger pie. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. That makes sense. So I also, I just wanted to add the reason yeah. why we're looking into the U.S. And so mm-hmm. me and a few partners, uh, so we have, we're building a team and we, um, we have a couple of members who have different skill sets and they all, we all complement each other. Very committed. All of us have this long-term vision. We want to be in the space long-term and we're looking at the uh, U.S. specifically Texas market actually. Mm-hmm. And the, the size of the deal that, you know, obviously first deal we can it would be very challenging to be the GP. Mm-hmm. So the way we approach it is well, helping major, uh, either major fundraisers or major GP raising the fund. And as a, in exchange for that, building the relationship and in exchange for that, uh, we will participate um, some of the equity and also the, the part of the process, the deal mm-hmm. to build a resume. Um, so yeah. Yeah, get that, get that experience. So, mm-hmm. so based on what you've, You've studied and what you understand about that process so far, Nicole. Uh, what's kind of involved 
So you say it's you and, and a few partners wanting to get into this and become, I guess, would that be co-GPs in a deal? Is is that what the idea is? Yeah. So it yeah. could be, depends on how the deal is structured, yeah. right, Dave? And depend, I could be, uh, we, so we could be, say, an equity partner on a deal and yeah. get a small, maybe starting smaller percentage of the deal. So that's one way of breaking the foot, getting the foot in the door. Yeah. Um, or you can participate as and just a LP, but in a joint venture structure, you still be able to participate and learn about the deal and putting up some of your own equity. Uh, and a third way would be uh, you just purely raise and for for a fee and without equity in the deal. Sounds like the first or the second way would be better. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be better for sure. And what about the uh, logistics of doing that when it comes to licensing and, and whatnot? Do, is there anything that yeah. people need to be aware of? That's a great question. So yeah. as a cattle raiser, um, if you're doing a JV structure, which is your partner on the deal, where the equity partner is also involved uh, in a joint venture form, um, it's it's much more, you have a much more broader audience. But however, if you going through the GP and LP structure for the deal, then usually they require to be accredited investors, which in the standards of both Canada and US are, you know, net income, sorry, income is over 200,000 per year for mm -hmm. more than two years. Our personal net worth is over a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So what what do you so how many of there are of you are there in this partnership that are getting started with this, Nicole? So so far we have uh, three partners mm -hmm. and um we have different focus of the skill sets. Yeah. And um yeah, so all of us have very strong um corporate background. We yeah. have different network of contacts and you know, um one partner is on the corporate sales background. She has many years being sales and you know, nice. herself is also an entrepreneur, uh, has a few other businesses. Me, myself is uh, coming from a finance background, has worked yeah. in hedge fund, banking industry, um, not afraid with numbers and love talking to people. Yeah. We also have another deal partner. He's um, he's very passionate about connecting people. She's come, he's coming from a technology background. Nice. He's also very connected. Um, um, you know, that's how we all get get to know each other is through networking. So you're all joining forces to raise capital for these kind of deals down in the states. At least at the beginning, that's going to be your. You see that as your primary role. Um, are you guys setting up some sort of a corporate structure to do that, or what's that going to look like uh, moving yeah. ahead? <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still trying to figure it out. Uh, yeah. What will be the structure among ourselves? Whether we'll be uh, each of us will have a, our own corporation. So all of us we have corporations now of mm -hmm. our own. Um, I think it's a matter of figuring it out whether it's going to be our corp joint corporations or like you know how how do we represent ourselves? Whether it's invest through a personal or as our yeah. Well, just just a little bit of practical suggestion there, Nicole. Whatever you do, uh, good that each one of you has your own separate corporation. Probably a good idea to have something jointly that each one of your corporate entities is involved in, right? So not necessarily mm -hmm. you personally. I'm, I'm not sure how best to structure that, but probably the three corporations owning 
the other corporation that that but bottom line is we always want to hope for the best and then be darn prepared for the worst because partnerships like relationships of any kind kind of come and go right so yeah. just because the three of you are getting along really well right now plan for the day when that is no longer the case um and make sure that it's easy to to separate whatever it is with without it screwing up your other assets so that you can continue to do stuff as a solopreneur as well as part of this particular arrangement but the, but you're not tied into it does that make sense absolutely yeah, yeah. that's that's actually great advice i have heard yeah. also like horrible partner stories <laughs> no i mean everybody always gets off to the best start but it's usually my experience has been nicole that uh, when you start a partnership like this, and you'll see in your very first deal, usually it's one or two of you that are carrying most of the load. And there's one or two people that are just kind of going along for the ride and and they're not they're not carrying their share. So it's okay to do one deal with somebody like that. You just don't want to be tied into having to do multiple deals with them or or a very expensive exit strategy if if you want to get rid of them. So yeah, make sure that you really think that out. Maybe not for you guys, but it has happened a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now, the other thing is, so you're all going to be involved in, in raising capital. Do any of you have experience raising capital yet, or is this going to be your first venture into it? Yeah. So, um, so I think, uh, so a couple of members, one is, well, one member he has raised before, I think it's uh, under a million dollars so far. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the other partner, she has a sales background. I don't think she has direct raised capital before, but she's, you know, working sales and she has owned her business. Mm -hmm. So I'm the only person who don't ha actually have anybody give me a dollar yet. So, yeah, but um, I'm confident and we'll see how it goes. And well, you, you, you got to jump in. <laughs> I'm off, a <laughs> <laughs> off, off the top, off the top of my head, what I would highly recommend for you, Nicole, which is what I recommend for everybody, is that that you focus on your inner circle first. It sounds like you're mm -hmm. you're already quite well connected. So between friends, family members, coworkers, past and present, business associates, uh, people you know through whatever outside activities you've been been involved in, that's the easiest, fastest, and safest capital to go after. So if if the three of you, or if you were to get started in one of these kind of deals, more on the co-JV side of things, that's definitely the fastest way to get going. And the nice thing about doing it that way is that gives you a little bit of track record, a little bit of proof of concept. So you get one or two deals done that way, then it's so much easier to show that to accredited investors who might not pay attention to you before you've got that track record. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're able to, uh, you know, put in some of your own capital, your own equity into your first couple of deals, whatever that looks like, um, along with some of the people that you bring along, it'll make it a lot easier for you, I think, for, for the raising capital side of things. Plus it gives you that experience and that proof of concept to show other people and, and that confidence to really kind of hit it hard uh, moving ahead from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting stuff. That is, that is great, Nicole. So if people are listening to this and they'd like to find out more and connect with you, what should they do? Well, you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's mm -hmm. uh, Nicole and I C O L E my first name. 
G-L-O-R-E-V-C, Glow Real Estate VC. So yeah, so if you want to connect and happy to chat more, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, that, that's that's one of those platforms I got to learn about, Nicole. I, I am not <laughs> at all. You can also find me on Facebook. I think that's how we connected. It was oh, it might have been exactly. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah. So just my first name, Nicole, last name Wang, W-A-N-G. Beautiful. Well, Nicole, I think you're you're well set up with your partners to hit the ground running with these this capital raise. I wish you the best of luck and, and look forward to staying in touch and hearing how it goes. Thank you so much, Dave. And Hey, if you have any suggestions or feedback, let me let me know and I'll be happy to chat. Thank you so much for the interview. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care. We'll talk to you on the next episode.